Dear God, in whom we live and have our being, we pray now for a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit as we reflect upon your word. And we pray that you would awaken each of us and all of us together as a community from our sad dream illusion of separateness from you and from each other. Bring us into the communion for which you have created us. And we pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Two Mondays ago, just a short time after the shootings in El Paso and in Dayton, I was walking to our community meal and struggling to know what to say in the opening words in the prayer time that we have with our dear friends down in the foyer. And as I walked, I felt prompted to share these words. I said, it's been a crazy and violent week out in our nation these past couple days. And there were a few indeeds out in the crowd when I said that. Sure has been. And then I said, it's been so good to gather here. It is so good to gather here together today in the house of the Lord. Welcome, I said, to God's house of peace. We hope that each of you will receive what you need here this evening the nourishment of food, and also the nourishment of community. And I don't know if I succeeded or not, but I was just trying to communicate what I sensed was God's deep yearning that all of us would leave that place just a little less fearful, a little feeling a little bit more connected to God and to each other. In our call to worship today from Psalm 27, isn't it a wonderful psalm and what a joy it is to sing it in our first hymn today, we hear these words, One thing I ask, O Lord, one thing, one thing I seek after. To live in Your house all the days of my life, from beginning to end. Now, of course, this house that the psalmist is talking about is the temple, right? In Jerusalem. The psalmist is talking about spending his or her time in prayer and worship and reflection in that place. The psalmist is talking about beholding the beauty and goodness of God in that place. Talking about how to discern, how to live justly, and to love well in that place. How to experience an intimate communion with God in that place. So friends, what on earth happens when that place 
is destroyed. Which is exactly what happened to God's people. When the Babylonian Empire came in, invaded Jerusalem, destroyed, razed, burned the temple to the ground, and exiled most or many of the Jewish people far, far away to Babylon, which is in Iraq today. It is in that time of exile, when they are far, far away in Babylon, that the Jewish people begin to wonder, might living in God's house of prayer, through prayer, through reading Scripture, through worship, still even be possible in Babylon? Might we make our home in God, not through a place, but through a living relationship, wherever we happen to be? And then later, in Jesus, this dramatic shift now comes into sharp, sharp focus. Though the physical temple has now been rebuilt in Jerusalem and is now accessible again to everybody, Jesus still says to his disciples, make your home in me. Not in that place. Make your home in me just as I do in you. Live your lives entirely anchored and centered in my presence, wherever you may be. So clearly now, living in God's house no longer describes a physical place that we all need to go to, right? But it describes now a divine communion in which we all may abide, be nourished, be reoriented when we've lost our way, and be energized to live our lives faithfully. In this light, the Dutch priest and writer Henry Nouwen says that the most important question we can ever ask ourselves is, where are we living? Where is our home? And I believe this question is more crucial to us than ever before. Because we are living, dear friends, in a world where so many people now are living in houses of fear, houses of hatred, houses of racism and homophobia, houses of resentment. And almost every day, The news is filled with stories about the fruit of living in these kinds of houses. Amen? Hateful speech. White supremacy. Gun violence. 
building walls, telling folks to go back where they came from. Cruelty to those who are most dear to the heart of God. The orphan, the widow, and the immigrant. So I have to say, dear friends, in our current context, that we need to be absolutely clear about something. Being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus, means changing places. It means getting a new address. It means, and listen up young people, a radical move out of our world's houses of fear and hatred into our Lord's house of love and peace. And it means being organically connected. I like that, Anne. Connected with Jesus as a branch is connected to the vine. And in our Gospel reading today, Jesus tells us that apart from this deep communion, we don't have a prayer. We can't do anything. We're just going to make the world worse. But, if we are connected to the vine, our lives can become deeply fruitful and bear a rich harvest of love and justice and compassion, even in these turbulent times. Especially in these turbulent times. So, dear friends, where... Are you and I living our lives? Where is our home? Where are we seeking nourishment? I don't know about you, but I've never felt so pummeled and horrified by the contagion of hatred in our nation right now, than I am today. Now, I've only lived 55, 55 years. I know other people have seen other times. But in my life, it feels like the worst. Every day, it feels like we hear about new things happening that yesterday seemed unthinkable. I don't know about you, but I've never felt so keenly my urgent need to be living in God's house of love. Connected through prayer and Scripture. Connected through you, my community. Connected through worship. Connected through our shared acts of resistance to the forces of evil at play in our world right now. Thank you, Ruth, for spurring us to resist. That's how we come alive. That's how our light shines. I don't know about you, 
but I've never felt so keenly my desperate need for God and for God's daily infusions of grace and peace and wisdom. You know, Megan Raymer preached a, wow, a dynamite sermon at the Mennonite Convention in Kansas City. And she told us it is only those who are breathing in God's fresh oxygen who have anything new and creative and loving to share with our world. And if you wonder why your pastor is always talking about praying, I'm not talking about babbling to God. God knows what needs to happen in this world. When you hear about your pastor praying, it's because I need oxygen. And so do we, so do you. Otherwise, (laughs) Megan said, we're all just breathing one another's carbon dioxide. Sounds deadly, doesn't it? What an image. All of us sharing our CO2. She said, if we have not received from God, we have nothing loving or creative to share with our world. Instead, we'll just be reflecting back the world's toxic anger and fear. I see all kinds of things walking around town. (laughs) And... uh, I saw a bumper sticker a block over this week that really burned me up. It said, I don't belong to this world. I'm a citizen of heaven. Now, I know Philippians 3.20 says we are citizens of heaven. But nowhere do we read that because our citizenship is with God that we don't belong to this world that God so loves. And so I hope by now it's very clear that living in the house of the world, of the Lord, (laughs) let's go back there. I hope it's very clear that living in the house of the Lord is never an escape from this world. But rather, a centering in God, a communion with God that equips us to engage our world now with love and courage and creativity and imagination. God knows we need imagination to engage the world with the mind of Christ. So friends, today, let our communion that we are sharing together, let's all think about it as an altar call. As we come forward, let us recommit ourselves or maybe commit ourselves for the very first time 
to live in God's house of love rather than our world's houses of fear and hatred. When you come forward, that's what this means. Covenant renewal with God. And as we come forward as well, let us also become aware of how much we need God's fresh infusion of grace and forgiveness and healing at this table so that we can go out and engage the world with love and faithfulness. Dear friends, where is your home? Let us ask for one thing, seek after one thing alone, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. Amen.